Hey, everybody, we're back. Hi, out there. And uh, we're ready to uh, have Squeezer apologize for his mistake last week. It wasn't a mistake. I was merely, I was, I was testing my boundaries to see how far I could uh, convince you of something. And the people out there that Royal Rumble was the night of our, that's the reason we even scheduled that whole podcast. Right, I, I thought we were doing that this week because of said Rumble. Yeah. And see, I'm you not, convinced me otherwise. I'm not one for calendars. Um, I'm, I get confused by them, all the numbers and and squares and well, days. Well, I, can, I can't read one of those hand clocks. <laughs> that makes you feel better. Kind of. Actually, yeah. I, wait, really? Yeah, I, I have trouble with them. Oh, I hate them. I also can't tell military time. Just mine, just add or I, I don't like both. math, Squeezer, damn it. All right. You should have, when we were in Europe, uh, insurance just like, had a field day. I tried, like I a, thought I was going to assimilate and I put my phone to military time because that's what they use over there. I thought these like metric time, like <laughs> like a 20 hour day and it's broken down into tens or shit like that. That would be, yeah, helpful. But uh, so. I, when we got over there, I had my phone in military time, and I lasted a, a day, and she laughed. I had to go back to uh, American time. <laughs> so, But, yeah, I, I, I apologize for that. I, it just sounds, I mean, most people probably didn't think anything of it, and they just assume, oh, he's an idiot, in which case you're right. Well, I think they assume that weekly. Okay. Okay. Before we get into our topic, uh, you, you have a clip here that looks like a history clip. Oh. Yeah, I want to. I just want to wish uh, a happy birthday. Well, my name is Alf, and I'm stuck on Earth. I can't get back to my place of birth. Uh, making the best of a bad situation. Think of it as an extended uh, vacation. Yeah. Happy birthday, Paul Fusco. Or Alf. Or Alf. Yeah, he uh, January twenty third, twenty ninth, nineteen fifty three. Ah. He's 64 years young. And still trying to make Alf work. He's still out there. He, well, Alf, he was just in an episode of uh, Mr. Robot last year. I, like, I, they did some weird flashback kind of thing, and Alf was there. I love Alf. I wish he would come back. Yeah. There's rumors. I mean, they were going back to like 2012 that they were going to make like a semi-CGI kind of movie with Alf after the whole Ted thing. And they're like, oh, we could do this. I haven't heard anything of it since, so... Yeah, Ted kind of was Alf, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just a more... Everyone, like season, everyone knew about him, though. Kind of like season one Alf. Right. You know? Uh, when he was still drinking beers and shit. <laughs> but yeah, I could always use him. I, can never, I would never get tired of Alf being, you know, making his guest appearances. or I'm sure they would take a show and they'd ruin it now. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, so happy birthday, Paul Fusco, and thank you for bringing to life one of my the most important individuals in my childhood. <laughs> true that, homie. Um, I wish I should have said that like Elf. True that, homie. Is that good? No. So we're doing Mattel this week. <laughs> yeah, Mattel's our topic. Um, a little history of Mattel. It was formed, I think, in the 40s by uh, Harold Matt Matson. And his partner, Elliot Hant, well, not his life, his sexual partner, but his, like, you and I are partners in a less sexual way. 
Oh. Elliot now Handler. <laughs> and it formed a portmanteau. Uh, is that how you say that? I, portmanteau? Yeah, portmanteau. Of Matt and L. Mattel. Ah, look yeah. at that. And, Clever. Uh, based out in California, as opposed to, I think, what's Hasbro in Rhode Island or Connecticut? And Kenner is in Cincinnati. Everyone mm-hmm. knows Kenner's in yeah. Cincinnati. But uh, yeah, they were the California company. That's probably why one of their toy lines that you're talking about was so entranced in Southern Californian Mm -hmm. culture. And why He Man looked like he was a Venice Beach weightlifter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I'm going to go first. And while we're on the topic of He Man, we'll start with that. Who's the big guy with the muscles? Here's He Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Skeletor is his enemy. He Man, He Man. If He Man, Skeletor, and Castle Grace go, you have to put the castle together. You're doomed, He Man. Oh, yeah? Watch this action, Dad. Now I have the power. He Man and Skeletor each sold separately. Castle Grace Girl also sold separately from the Masters of the Universe collection from Mattel. From Mattel, you put it together. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back in the mid to late seventies, this young filmmaker, fucking dork, had this space movie that he was trying to get toys made for. Because when he made the deal with Fox, you know, uh, one of the things he got was the merchandising. Because at the time, they didn't think anything of it. So he was trying to make toys. This filmmaker was George Lucas, mm. and he went to the Mattel CEO Ray Wagner and pitched the idea and got shut the fuck down. Uh, would he would go on to Kenner, uh, this little toy maker in Cincinnati, and they would make the toys and make a goddamn fortune. And the deal, I learned this from Netflix's The Toys That Made Us, mm-hmm. the deal that they made gave like a few pennies to Lucas and all the cash to Kenner. Uh, it wouldn't be until the 90s where they would renegotiate their deal, I believe, that George Lucas got a lion's share of that cash. Uh, so... After realizing that uh, Kenner was you know, basically butt-fucking them over this uh, Star Wars deal, and uh, they decided they had to make their own toy line that could you know, spawn fever in, in kids. So uh, they started sculpting. And I mean, some of this is going to be, you know, I, I learned a lot of this, the Motu, obviously, from... Uh, the Toys That Made Us mm-hmm. line. So if you haven't watched a Netflix's series, The Toys That Made Us, uh, just fucking go do yeah, it. Yeah, if you want a coherent background on on how all this goes together, wa- watch that. Right, I'll give you a some. Gr- a group of professionals went and put together a great documentary series. Right. We're just a couple of idiots doing a podcast. So they sculpted, I, I think, uh, together some uh, uh, it was a, a Frankenstein of parts in Mattel, and they he sculpted on a big gym figure or something like that. Three different looks, like a space, a barbarian, and I forget what the other one was, but whatever. And they looked at it, and they picked the barbarian. And then uh, Tom Kalinske, who we talked a lot with um, Blake Harris on the Console Wars episode, mm-hmm. he was a... An, Vice president at Mattel at the time was like, make his hair blonde. He's got to look more like a Venice Beach weightlifter. <laughs> so they made him blonde, and thus He-Man was born. And then they started. They they brought in comic book artists and writers to to form the mythology and make those mini comics that came with the toys. Now, when I would get into He-Man, would be 
I was born in July 82 and the line was already out. So I wouldn't get into He-Man until later when after they brought She-Ra and then Horde's figures started being made and they, they started getting really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I would have uh, not Snake Mountain, but uh, what the fuck was the Horde pit? Oh, God, I should have looked this up. I'm looking at, this is good podcasting, me looking up uh, the Horde playset. It was uh, the Terror Lair. So it, it it looked like this like little corner of like a fucking rape dungeon, and it had it had this like snake puppet. Remember this? And you put it on, and your hand came out, and with the caption it had like a vulture tree on the top that spun. But yeah, I had that I had the slime pit. Uh, we had everything but Eternia at that point because <laughs> you know that was super expensive. But I I had the top I had Mantena, Stinkor, uh, a bunch of the. The cool figures, and I love the filmation series mm-hmm. we watched daily. I was obsessed. I had a Orco birthday cake. Aw, and I have a picture of that. I'll have to post it on Instagram. My my mom made for me. I was that obsessed with He Man and the Masters of the Universe. I had uh, anytime we could go and get a figure, you know. And my parents didn't have a lot of money growing up, so it was you know three four dollars was a big deal back then. You know that's what twelve dollars in modern times. Fifteen. Hmm. Is it really that much? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. God the, damn, we're paying like the equivalent, but the price of action figures hasn't gone up, has it? Mm. Like for the most, maybe a little bit, but you're not paying twelve dollars yeah. for a carded figure. Not a carded. Mm, you're paying about twenty. They're boxed anymore, but yeah, they're about twenty. Ten for a carded, at least. Yeah, fig- action figures are expensive. Jesus. Yeah, most of them are twenty bucks. I mean, they're much more involved than they were back then, but uh, yeah, you're getting one of the you're getting one of the uh, Star Wars Black series. Well, no, not that. If I just want a basic ass, what, what they don't make basic ass. Really, jeez. <laughs> if you want, let's say, one of the retro Mattel throwback WWFs, those are ten bucks. They look like the old Hasbro ones. Wow, I feel really guilty now about sticking firecrackers up their asses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are assholes as kids. Didn't respect the dollar. Uh, okay, it was called the Fright Zone, the Horde Fright Zone. So yeah, I had the Horde Fright Zone, the Horde Slime Pit, all that shit that was with that line and all those action figures. And uh, Motu was fun, and it deserves a proper comeback. And I have a good idea for a pitch for a film. Uh, and I'm not just saying this as a fan. I am a someone. I've been paid for my writing in the past. I went to film school. So how's that working out for you? Uh, yeah, I, I, you're sitting with me in a hotel room in podcast. Utah. But no, I'm the, I, I have experience writing. So if anyone's listening to this and says, "Hey, I know someone who might be interested in reading your pitch," my one sheet's about 14 pages, but I could knock it down. Uh, so I and I, I could give you a napkin pitch if you need it. But uh, you know, just call my agent. His name's Squeezer. <laughs> he negotiates a hell of a deal. Oh, I do. Give I, himself I, a big cut. Big cut to the agent. What are you, what are you doing with that water bottle? It's hurting me. No. This, this is how smooth the, the pitch is going to go. <laughs> yeah. How about it? Uh, that, I just said how about it. Uh, Enchantress is enjoying when I throw that in. I don't know why I started saying it, but... You, you start, you're you starting to create crutches? Yeah, I say how about it, and she laughs, and I'm like, what? And she's like, you say how about it. I'm like, what? No, I don't. She's like, yes, you did. You just said it. 
<laughs> and I just caught myself saying it there. So I, gotta I go do back say it. and listen now. Yeah. Well, I say it. I say it in real life too, and she thinks it's adorable. At least something I do, she thinks is adorable. Um. So, uh, one big thing my mom uh, wouldn't let me do is run Grizzlor, uh through the slime pit. She's like, you'll ruin him. <laughs> or uh, Moss Man. Yeah. But uh, I only- re- remember Modulock? And he had like, uh, you didn't really have the Motu line. So no, I, Mo- I. Modulock was later. Here and there. He I- was uh, like, um, like uh, he had a bunch of different. Like he had like his arms. It was a bunch of different guns and pieces and legs. He was, okay, he was yeah. modular, mm. modulock. Uh, he was part of horde. They really did just kind of like whatever they thought up. They could just whip something together and throw it out there and put it under the Motu banner. It was well, uh, such a, a mishmash they, of genre. I believe they encouraged that. Yeah. Um, I remember just uh, having leech in my bathtub because he had that the dial on his leech was the guy with suction cup hands mm-hmm. and mouth and but his mouth had like a special suction that had a, a dial on the back that you could really suck the air out and he could like really stick to it and i realized that with water it created a, a better seal so i'd put it in the bathtub and my dad i think that was the first time he was ever proud of me he came in to yell at me for having it not yell but be like what are you doing with your toy in the bathtub and i'm like dad you need water look he really sticks he'd be like oh oh smart little son of a bitch <laughs> It's like don't take Grizzler in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the I only had Ram Man. I think like I would always all uh, you know an my, early my, one. Yeah, my my friends next door, you know, they had everything at Castle Grayskull, all of it, and so I would always want to just play with that. And you know, again, they'd want to go to the same ones I had Crossfire. I'm like, I want to play Crossfire. It's like, no, let's go play outside. My it, it's outside's always gonna be there. <laughs> I don't have um, crossfire. Now, now that was back in the 80s. In hindsight, no, outside's not always going to be there. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I have to say about Masters of the Universe. It's time for your first picks. Yeah, don't... Uh, so, I'm kind of taking this on it's, you know, as a responsibility, and, but I still... All right, yeah, I, I, I played with this stuff. Soda shop, cool times Barbie doll, and other dolls eat sold separately. You put soda shop together. Are they saying Barbie Photoshop? Uh, it's uh, soda shop. Well, actually, it's shoppe. It's Barbie soda shoppe. S H O P P E. I guess Barbie was British for a while. I bet they do have bar- a photoshopping Barbie in the uh, modern age. Just sitting there, just carpal tunnel, just <laughs> eyes half glazed over. Uh, earbuds in, because that's the only way I could use Photoshop. Yeah. Um, tunnel cone of silence. Uh, and a half a bottle of wine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I kind I played a Barbie. Now, if you notice in the commercial, it says you know you have to put it together. So right there, that's my enjoyment. So and whenever my sister would get her Barbie playsets or anything like that, I would volunteer because I love to assemble that shit. It was like a that was a toy in itself. It was like having Legos. And yeah, she had the the soda shop, which came out that came out in eighty nine. And uh, it actually had a working soda fountain, whereas it was just a cup. 
you'd fill it with soda, and then you could dispense soda from the giant cup. Like it, it was like a display kind of thing, like a giant you know soda glass, like an old timey soda glass. Mm. You could fill that up, and then yeah, it could dispense soda. So your toys would be crusted per- with sugar and covered in ants. Sti- I mean, it was going to get sticky anyway because yeah. all kids' toys are gross and sticky. But now you're just asking for it by just you know pouring in you know empty calories. And then it had little food and burgers and stuff like that, which worked out great because my Ninja Turtles would always come over to eat too. <laughs> um, and then the pizzas from the Pizza Shooter, mm-hmm. they they fit in there too. That place, that place was the only Barbie soda shop that served pizza. Well, of course, there uh, there was some uh, weird sets. My, my I have a little sister too. Mm-hmm. We're roughly the same age gap as your sister that we said before. Uh, she, you know, of course, was obsessed with Barbies, mm-hmm. uh, and she would, you know, always want to want us to play with us. And uh, oh, I gotta put this on Do Not Disturb. But uh, I, I always, I always thought Barbies were cool. I always was jealous of all the the, the, the cool variations and accessories. And, yeah. uh, I guess they didn't think guys needed all that. Uh, well, they they did it with GI Joe. Initially, yeah, and they bef- did before they they went to the. Not only enough, I was never really into GI Joe. My brother was. Huh. Oh well, that's again. Go watch uh, Toys That Made Us. This is th- that's this, one this I haven't is, seen yet. I haven't why, seen this one and GI Joe. And this is particularly why I picked Barbie, just because that that story is fucking awesome. It really is twisted, uh, and it gets kind of dark too. Um, but definitely go go check that out. For I'm not going to ramble on the whole backstory of Barbie. Uh, it uh, I I couldn't do it justice. But uh, it had they had some cool play sets like the uh, she also had the the eighty four the glamour house, which was it wasn't Barbie's dream house it was actually I think it was even bigger, but it wasn't um, ah, the most how do I say this it looked like one of those cheap bookshelves that you would get at Big Lots with just like the cardboard backing and cardboard base and plastic tubes for yeah. like your college yeah. dorm mm-hmm. that's basically what it was it was just a, a plastic. Oh yeah, and yeah. cardboard bookshelf with mm-hmm. just like, like pat the design of like the wall and floors of a house, and then it had a spiral staircase which I then stole and used on my other like, and I think I put it next to or attached it to my Ghostbuster firehouse, hmm. so it had a set of stairs, and uh, then a, 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 a porch swing on it. I never got; they just couldn't stand up though. I never got it. They didn't do anything. It's like my, my my figures, you know, went to war. I, right. That, you know, I never, I don't remember my sister ever actually playing. I, I mean, I'm sure she did, but I don't remember. I remember more of her carrying them around as if they're her dolls, mm-hmm. brushing their hair, cutting their hair, crying that the hair was gone, um, losing the shoes, putting the shoes on. That's mainly what it was. Mm-hmm. And, I'm you know, oddly formed feet. I, you know, I would play. Uh, I I I would play go, like with I when I had figures I'd play He Man I'd play Ghostbusters but yeah. eventually when I got probably after the summer after WrestleMania six is when I got big into wrestling again mm-hmm. I mean as a kid I liked Hulk Hogan but then after WrestleMania so eighty nine ninety uh, after that every figure I had was a wrestler and they all went to the ring mm-hmm. <laughs> so but yeah that was and then I just yeah Barbie was the natural progression wrestle oh gotcha yeah. oh. wrestle oh. see naked 
see what oh, Ken's got the, down there. They my actually, sister, they talk, they talk about that, and in, in uh, oh, they do. Yeah, you, it's definitely check it out. My my sister had this Ken doll that came with a bottle of Dap hair gel, and he had like a lot of hair. It's like a styling something Ken. Is that is that where you got it That's from? That's where I got. It. That's where I must have got it. Uh, but I don't use Dap. You use Dap. You don't even use Dap. Use what say brand new LA looks. Uh, yeah, it's a bottle of LA looks from I think two thousand two. I used it for my prom. Uh, so yeah, I still I still have that. Oh, it's almost gone. I'm gonna be heartbroken. Yeah. I'm gonna have to a few more dollops. Yeah. Um, what is that? Two thousand two? Where are we eight? So yeah, sixteen year old hair gel. No wonder it holds. <laughs> uh, okay. So moving on to my next Mattel toy. <laughs> For your Nintendo Entertainment System, now you and the games are one. Power Globe. Everything else is child's play. Everything else is child's play. So I my exhaustive research on the Power Glove was basically done by gaming historian. So if I'm citing him as my main source, go check out his YouTube video. It's a half hour on the Power Glove. It's four parts, really well done. He uh, talks about how uh, it all started with this uh, this guy who had this patent for this glove. He basically took uh, took a glove and he put uh, tubes on the on the fingers. And uh, light sensors coming up the back of the hand and at the end of the fingertips mm-hmm. was like little refractory mirrors, you know. Mm-hmm. And they would they would register how the fingers bend. Oh, okay. Uh, he took that. He patented that idea. He met uh, another guy who was big into. Um, did he have an end game for this? Like, where did he have an idea where he was going to go? Uh, with it? He had a few applications, but he didn't really have like what they would call the killer app now, mm-hmm. the killer application. So uh, he met he met a man. Um, what the heck was his name? Something Jaron. Uh, he, he would be the guy to... Uh, Jaron Lehner. Jaron Lehner. Tom Zimmerman is the, the original designer. But Jaron Lehner would, was the guy who was the first to ever dub the term virtual reality. Because that's where they were. I mean, look at everything you're going to see in the movie Ready Player One. Could be, I mean, I'm sure someone might have came up with it beforehand, but it's basically traced back to Thomas Zimmerman and the Power Glove. Uh, so they they met up with this this company of, uh, of uh, brothers who loved uh, Abrams Gentile Entertainment AGE who loved the idea of of this glove as you know as a toy in its application but in its like final stages it was really expensive to make there was a lot of sensors mm-hmm. and they pitched it to Mattel and Mattel lost three hundred forty six million dollars on a computer video game project that we're going to talk about a little later. So they were hesitant to get in, but after the pitch, uh, the woman who uh, the a woman in marketing—I don't—you probably, if you watch Toys That Made Us, you'll know her name. She she was the one who who basically saved Mattel by revamping Barbie. Is that the one with the inflatable doll behind her? I didn't see this. Oh, you didn't watch? It? Yeah. yeah, watch it. So uh, she she said, "Let me try it," and she got up and tried it. And she's like, "This is awesome." They were basically using an uh, Apple Macintosh to control. Nintendo. It was the interface that controlled Nintendo games. So she got up and she played Punch Out with it and she was throwing punches and she loved it. So Mattel bought in. 
they had to figure out how to take this really expensive glove and make it on the cheap. Mm-hmm. And I think they made the fingers and the circuits with a printable circuit. And then the, that big device on the end of the hand mm-hmm. is a speaker. There's a speaker coming at each side. And then on your TV, you connect three receivers. And the speakers send out this this pitch that when it's picked up by these three speakers. And it can triangulate and, where the gloves are. Essentially, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, and then the, they sat down with an engineer and figured out codes for every fucking game. Wow. For the, for that little device. It, and it, they, it just they, blows they, my mind. The amount of uh, engineering technology resources going into create toys yeah. just goes to show the amount of money that they're making. Well, it was all about getting it down to $23 per to produce. Holy shit. They sold it for about 100 And it, it took a while to get Nintendo to give it its seal of approval, but they got it. And Which, this, if, imagine if you didn't get that. You're dead in the you're water. You're dead in the water. Uh, except if you're Game Genie. Because <laughs> everyone <laughs> wants to cheat. So they uh, Nintendo even took it a step further and put it in their 90-minute commercial featuring Fred Savage called The Wizard. <laughs> Lucas plays Rad Racer. He loves his power glove. It's so bad. Yeah, well, keep your power gloves to yourself, pal. Uh, he, so this this was huge. Every fucking kid, I don't care who you are, if you had a Nintendo and that time you wanted the power glove, you thought you were going to control the world mm-hmm. <coughs> with your power glove. I never got my mom was like, that's a stupid gimmick. We never got one. Later, we saw them like on clearance for like $15 and liquidated at Toys R Us. And I should have, I could have bought, like, I had money. I, w- I was like, oh, I could buy three of these. And my mom was like, why? I didn't. I, I did would go on to buy an NES Advantage joystick for $2. Mm-hmm. I bought two of them. Loved mine. And I kept one in in the packaging. It's still probably somewhere in the packaging. Oh, shit. I bet I could probably get six for it now. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> ten. Uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, the Power Glove was a really cool toy. Um, it, it so, it's just sold in the... Uh, 89 for $75, which was the equivalent of $150. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so, and discontinued a year later, <laughs> 1990. Really? So yeah. it only, only had that short a run. Yeah, it didn't, didn't what, really. It had a hell of an impact, though, in that short a time. It, I mean, not th- culturally. Like, uh, I don't think it was, it wouldn't be for quite some time until we get 20 years plus later until peripherals like that you know make a legit comeback well yeah they until and now you know with bluetooth and other connectivity mm-hmm. uh motion sensing the connect you could say the we all you know stemmed yeah. from this you know and you could actually use it but um it would yeah, be a while and i don't think it's gonna, it's gonna be a while till we actually have what they they have in ready player one like that uh haptic gloves but uh I think uh, the HTC Vive mm-hmm. has like cameras on the front of it, so it, it could sense your hands. But you know, it's that's you know, neither here nor there. Uh, the, the Mattel did release some games specifically for the Power Glove. Super Glove Ball was a game that they mm-hmm. bought that was in development and then coded it to work with the specifically with the glove. There was uh, Bad Street Brawler, which is a beat 'em up. Uh, there was moves you could play with the controller, but there was moves you can only do with the glove that made those games. Power Glove Gaming Series games. Uh, but they never released those in Japan. 
There was only like a, the, only the Power Glove, which it didn't do well anywhere. And uh, yeah, that was the Power Glove. It made by Mattel. So that is a Mattel toy. And we talked about it before, but I could always give the Power Glove more love because it, it's in lore now. It's this like great accessory. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, yeah. But it was just a piece of shit. <laughs> but it was a stepping stone for mm-hmm. future technology. So here's to the Power Glove. Let's get to your next uh, Mattel product. Now pancakes taste better than ever. Come in! Captain Power is in trouble! Biotrash! It's useless to follow Captain Power. Command Phantom Striker Jet. Batteries not included. And join the Wildlands. Aim and fire invisible beams at the TV target. Score? Be hit. Jets and figures sold separately. Warning, the TV will fire back. Your Phantom Striker Jet may blow up. Battle against the Power Jet XT7. Without the TV, remember the power of the future is in your hands. <laughs> Power. Do you remember? Do you remember Captain Power? No, no, not at all. So yeah, this was gonna be. If I'm going through, I'm like, I, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. And people go, "What the fuck are you two doing a Rad Years podcast for?" If you don't remember Captain Power, I honestly don't. Um, so why'd you pick it? I was, I was curious about it. I started looking into it. I'm like, I'm gonna try. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to explore. Hey, don't try to make me learn something. <laughs> so you're gonna learn something now. So, Captain Power, so you have, it was uh, a live action show, actually, with uh, CGI elements um, back in 87 to 88. So, it was fairly expensive. Uh, The other downside being, uh, since you're not using cartoons, but you're using actors, now you have to pay royalties and uh, SAG rates and all all that shit that goes with it. So it, there wasn't necessarily a cost effectiveness to go with it. That and there was a bit of outrage. It was a very violent show, a very adult themed show. Um, they were trying to uh, bridge the gap between kids shows and adult. It almost was like a yeah, but why? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Adults aren't yeah, going to buy these fucking so, toys. Gary Goddard actually created this. Oh, really? Masters of the Universe yeah. director and collaborator with one uh, Brian Singer. Ooh. And collaborate on many levels and to the point where there was a I lawsuit. could see why Brian Singer would want to lure young boys. Um, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, this, this guy also was involved and had a suit. It was dropped. Uh, I have to make that very clear. That suit was dropped. Um but yeah, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future now. So they, um, they used, again, this is one of those things where it's like we have some kind of weird technology. Let's see what they can do with it. Uh, the bulk of, so it had some action figures. It only had like two lines. There was a third that got canceled because uh, you know, the show got canceled. Uh, but Mattel actually pulled their funding over it because of like the outrage over the show. There was... a. One of like the main characters in the show dies a violent death at the end of the series, like it shot up and then blows herself up with the other bad guys. It was fucking dark. It wasn't a kids show. I mean, I guess Mattel's the same line that did toys for Demolition Man. So <laughs> all right, um, yeah, but this was directly geared towards. It was a kids show, so they say. Uh, the toy says for ages seven and over. Well, it's because it was a little more complicated. So you, you had your basic... Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? How are these TV interactive? 
Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm getting there. Oh. So you had your g- general action figures, which were, you know, kind of supplement the, the rest of the line, which was uh, you had a number of uh, play sets and vehicles. In fact, there were just as many, if not more, vehicles and play sets than there were figures. The first, the first series only came out with six figures. You had, like, uh, Captain Power, Lieutenant Tank Ellis, and Major Hawk Masterson. Such fun names. But... You would get like the jet, the XT7 jet, mm-hmm. and it had a, a sensor on it similar to your, like an infrared sensor similar to your uh, Nintendo Zapper, mm-hmm. and it would come with a VHS tape, and that VHS tape, it would, um, like Duck Hunt or other games, when you pull the trigger, pointing the jet at the TV, it would shoot back and forth, and it could make sounds and stuff when you hit your targets. But it also fired back if you had the jet pointed at the TV at the right angle and it sent a signal back to the jet, it would take damage and eventually the cockpit would eject. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Problem is, it's a VHS tape. So it's the same scenario every time. You play it once, it's awesome. Yeah. You play it twice, it's okay. You yeah. play it the third time, eh. Um, play it the fourth yeah. time, eh. Let's record an episode of Raw over this. Yeah. <laughs> get that scotch tape yeah, right, right. Um, so they released there were three tapes that they released and so they got inc- increasingly harder with the different unless you got the harder tape first I guess um, and you could play that way and then there were also play sets that uh, did it as well but the show interesting enough they did the same thing with the show oh really so you could actually watch the, play the TV show which is pretty damn cool that is neat um Really, like, fairly revolutionary, you know, for its time and like the interactivity. They, they were really, I mean, we take it for granted now, but the way you interact with uh, your media back then, I mean, that was. Yeah. It, you know, it was a way maybe to get people to actually watch the show. Yeah. But I guess, you know, yeah. neither Go, were successful. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I plan on. I know there's there's already too much out there, and you can yell at me for this, and you say no, you're not. I want I want to go back and just rewatch this entire series. No, you're not. All right, it's twelve hours. I can make it happen. Yeah, I, well, I mean, first you got to get yourself a tube TV, then you got to get yourself well, one I'm of not, these. I'm just gonna, I'll watch it. I'll watch it on YouTube. But <laughs> uh, uh, but if no, yeah, if I do, because those do things only get, only work on rounded CRT yes, television, not flat CRT. T- it took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah, but well, I would love to. I would love to check it out and interact with it and see what it's like. Yeah, we'll keep us updated if you do. We'll do. I'm sure I'll forget about this by the time we're done with our next topic, <laughs> which is. Mom, here come the popples for your child. Popples are pals that pop out of pockets. Popples are pals that pop out of pockets. A soft fuzzy ball that turns into a friend. The fun keeps building and the laughing never ends. Popples are pals that pop out of pockets. They're funny, they're new because they turn inside out. And that's what popples are all about. Your child will Do you remember Popple Squeezer? I do remember them. Yeah, they were uh, one of the many American greeting properties that had toy lines. American greeting. They made greeting cards. But they were famous for Care Bears. And uh, they later would make a toy that we really haven't talked about on the show. But uh, My Pet Monster. It's only a matter of time. 
Strawberry Shortcake was also theirs. The Get Along Gang uh, was uh, one of their licenses. Madballs. Remember Madballs? They recently made a comeback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was them. Uh, And, you know, other stuff that wasn't as popular. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, comes from American Greetings. And Mattel made the toys for Popples between 1986 and 1988. So there were these little, looked like kind of bears that had like a pouch and they'd fold into these. Now, Enchantress has these still. She had two of them. She gave one to my sister because my sister was obsessed with these. Uh, <clears throat> they were, I, I always, it was back in the day when they were kind of like made for girls, but you know, mm-hmm. there was always like a, a one for guys, which was a PC, pretty cool. He was the large male one with blue fur. Uh, so, you know, if you had him, it's not necessarily playing with girls toys. Uh, there was uh Puzzle, which is the one Enchantress still has. He's uh, he's a male. He has orange fur with green hair, pink cheeks. And then uh, she had also Puffball, which is a female with white fur, yellow hair, and orange cheeks. And she gave that to Lisa. Uh, then they did Rockstar Popples and Baby Popples, which was the second launch, uh, <laughs> which kind of looked like rock stars. And the Popple Babies... Uh, had little rattles in their tails, and they came with like squeaking baby bottles. 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 Then there was the pufflings, uh, an extension brought uh, uh, from the line, <clears throat> and they looked like like popple pets. They were uh, like little fluff balls with like paws and little tails and whatnot, and they could flip inside uh, themselves. So. You know, so it's just like balls. And there were sports popples, obviously, that formed into, like, the soccer ball or ba- basketball or the football or baseball, uh, which was, an, you know, that was a, a given. Why not do that? <clears throat> and there was uh, pocket popples also, uh, which I think were, if I can remember, <clears throat> they were little uh, bouncy balls. Hmm. Yeah. There, were, there was an attempted revival in 2007 but it really didn't take off, and uh, in 2015, Netflix had a Popples TV show, and they, I don't know if that still exists, but there was a TV show in 86 to go along with the Popples, and my sister was obsessed with, but Popples were really cool, and uh, you know, it was something that I think everyone loved and enjoyed, and not for the modern era, very no. much an 80s thing. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. I, was it like a... More collectible? No, it was it was but, a stuffed animal. It was a stuffed animal. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I mean, I get it. I had a bunch of stuffed animals, but I wasn't gonna like play with them. I guess. I don't know. I was an action figure kid, so mm-hmm. you, you, I'm sure you found a way to. Well, I had wrestling buddies, so you would wrestle them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then. Well, uh, again, everything from our perspective and. How we did things, yeah, we had to be aggressive with everything. Yeah. You couldn't just sit. You didn't sit and have tea with Macho Man, or you did you? Didn't <laughs> Macho King? What's about sorry, it? sorry. Uh, all right, so moving on. Squeezer. There's lots of ways to crack on your Hot Wheels, crack up cars, bumper thumper, blind cider, front ender, and top bopper, each sold separately. You can smash them in the side, Clyde. Bash them in the back, Jack. Smash them off the wall, Paul. Get them in the grill, Bill. Then you can fix them and flip them upside down. 
down, clown, and drop them off a cliff. Hot Wheels, Crack-Ups, Bumpers Upper, Blind Sider, Front Ender, and Top Upper cars from the Crack-Ups collection. Each sold separately, some cars not for use with some sets. New from Hot Wheels by Mattel. Do you, do you remember these crack Were these the all? ones that had like a piece of the car that would flip and yes. show like damage? Yeah, yeah. these. Yeah, they were, I, these were my favorite. Uh, of course, they were my favorite. Talk about aggression. Wheels. Like, yeah. we'd slam, because <laughs> that's all we did with like having smashed into yeah. each other. So they naturally, you know. It was brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they, they, they were, each car, there were some different parts would have damage, like the front bumper, the rear, the side, or even uh, the top. And it was like spring loaded where you would roll it. And like it would click into place, and then when you would hit something, you know it would quick release the trigger and snap around, and the car would be damaged. Um, and these things, it's funny if you look online, how many of these cars are they're so marked up, so damaged that you could like buy these, you know, off eBay or something like that because of the abuse that they took, because that's what they were designed for. Yeah. Um, and I mean right in the wall baseboards into each other which of course would mar up the little paint and decals and stuff on them right i remember specifically my favorite one of my favorite hot wheels of all time it was uh bumper thunder uh, which is the blue pickup with the white cap on the back of course my cap was long gone broke off so it was just uh the rear bumper would get damaged so most of the time it would actually just back into walls but it, they had such fun um child-friendly names like side banger, top bopper, super blaster, oh, yeah. smash hit, and smack back. Smack back. Um, yeah, they'd, I think they did. You maybe maybe I just have a dirty mind, but I like to think that the guys at the uh, Mattel are trying to slip something in. My brother was more into the Hot Wheels than I was, but I still enjoyed playing. Did you have any like play sets? Uh, if no, I mean we had the car wash. Ooh. And we had some of those, like, I don't exactly know what they were. We had two. One was brown, one was blue that I can remember. And they, they were kind of like fold-up sets, and they had, like, darting out loops in the end. Cause they were, and they'd, like, you'd open, there are two clasps, and you'd open them, and they'd be, like, full, like, things for cars to play. I, I got to look those up mm-hmm. and post them on Instagram if I could find them. Because <clears throat> I, I didn't get, my brother would, like, get his cars out. And line them up. And he had micro machines too. I really didn't. He'd get them out and line them up. I like being able to do something with them. So I enjoyed the play set. It's more, you know, I got that. But just. I, I had, uh, I more of my play sets were on the micro machine level. Mm. I liked, I, I, I was, you know, I have, I have small hands. So I prefer <laughs> smaller cars. Uh, but yeah, I would always have, I, I didn't have many of the play sets. I had like some track. But like nothing like fancy, like the jump shit, like um, yeah, and like up the walls and stuff. Just that's surprising because you you, you real, spoiled ass had everything. Uh, I did. Well, you I, didn't not, want it. I, I didn't have Masters of the Universe. Well, you didn't. You weren't Man. into it. I was into it. It's just yeah, you got to pick your battles. I'll take a couple Legons, please. <laughs> uh, but I always had uh, the storage cases. I don't know why. Like I, I have plenty of storage for all my cars. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, yeah, we had storage cases too. Every yeah. every fucking and they had like those blue crates in them. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And you never store them in there. You just keep them in a box, all yeah. munched up together. Yeah. Uh, and then like the, you'd find like a wheel. One of the wheels would get bent or bent off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they were and they were great for home security. Oh yeah, step on one of those fucking mm-hmm. things. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, and uh, well, my kit, my kitchen floor too. It was. Um, 
it had like a a grid pattern in it. It's like it was white squares, and then it had a like a mauve uh, lines running between these squares. So it was like city streets. Oh yeah, I think so, everyone used their yeah, their cat so, pattern on their kitchen yeah, floor as a, and it was the perfect grid. And I would always I would, I would always reenact uh, the one uh, car scene from a uh, police academy six city under siege with my cars and like the police chase and stuff like that. W- was your kitchen floor like tiled linoleum or that one piece that they just cut, laid out like carpet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how ours was linoleum floor. Yeah, yeah. It's a one piece though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it just lo- rolls out. Yeah. I don't think that's as appreciated in modern times. No, I, I did take a nice big chunk out of it once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what Beat the, the tiles like you could replace if you take a chunk out. Mm-hmm. The big one, your parents would have to hang you from yeah. your, and beat you with like a pinata. Mm-hmm. I wasn't beat. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, so Hot Wheels bust beat them up. Right? What are they called? Uh, crack ups. Crack ups. Yeah, they only, they only made they only made them from eighty five to eighty six. Yeah, I, made a small what I do realize was a lot of these toy lines didn't last long, but mm-hmm. back then, like two years, was an eternity. Yeah, you know, an eternity. An eternity. All right. Yeah. Well, there's so much competition and so much turnaround, and you know, a lot of it were based off of or supported by cartoons, and they had a limited lifespan before you know. Well, some of these weren't just if supported. If Ghostbusters 2 taught us anything, it's that, you know, you can have a Ghostbuster party and one get He-Man. one He-Man. Mm. Which in 1989, they really didn't. So, uh, some some toy lines were supported by um, cartoons. Others had 900 numbers, like this one. Over here, I'm a boglin. Me and my buddies need a place to hide out. <laughs> Come a little closer. <laughs> oh, did I scare you? Oh, I do that so well. If you take us home, we'll kiss your Aunt Martha. <laughs> we'll eat your peas. And we hope you know lots of girls. Hey, the name's Boglins. You sold separately, and we're looking for good homes. Maybe yours. <laughs> These toys, Boglins, just basically preyed upon the fact that boys were little fucking assholes. But I just wanted one of these to eat my peas so bad. <laughs> now I'm allergic. How weird. Uh, but you want to track me up? They did have a 900 number. Hi, I'm a Boglin. Me and my buddies want to be your friend. Right, guys? Right. right. Call us at 1-900-909-5464 and hear how we can protect you from ferocious... So, I, I, you don't have to hear the whole thing, but the commercial's on YouTube just to prove that there was a 900 number for fucking Boglins. These things are so cool, and uh, there was, you know, creatures at the time were huge with, like, gremlins and critters and all that mm-hmm. shit. And these these had like their own little cage. The box had like a plastic cage door in front of it, so they they were just they screamed at you from from the floor to buy it. And there was like a, it was a puppet, and you could manipulate its eyes as well as its mouth. You know, it, the eyes could go back and forth mm-hmm. as well as its mouth. And um, you know, there was uh, different themes, but the coolest were the Halloween goblins. Any toy that coincided with Halloween was always really cool. But these were neat and. Uh, I don't know. They, I just don't think people remember them the way they should, and, and they should get a little more. I wish they were still around because they were fun, and they go for a fucking fortune on eBay. Yeah, I was looking all this shit up on eBay. God damn, people want a lot of money for a fucking boggling. Is it a uh, 
availability thing. Like it seems like it's one of those toys that when you had back then and it it didn't survive the, right, right. the purges or o- over time they right. would just your, get beat your up. Par- your mom just fucking hated these things mm-hmm. and as soon as she got a chance to throw it out, she did. So yeah, that's uh Boglins. Um on to your next pick. <laughs> They, they don't walk and talk. No. And my mom would, um, wouldn't buy these for me. She bought me one and then she said they're stupid. Because they're just basically dog toys. They're chew toys that they repackaged for kids. Oh, were they? Well, not directly, but if you look at it and feel it around, yeah, it's a squeak toy. Just without the squeaker in it. Yeah. It's, it's that kind they of were thing. harder, though. They were hard plastic. Yeah. But, I mean... They had a fridge playset that I don't even know if it got released or not. No, the no, fridge yeah. never came out. Um, we were talking about you know, support, like comic books, cartoons. Food Fighters didn't have any of that. They food were Fighters or Food Fighters? Food Fighters. Yeah, try Googling Food Fighters and everything just comes up Food Fighters. I'm not complaining, yeah. but um, they, all, all they had were the um, awesome, awesome commercials that they would run and you saw if there if there was a cartoon it would have to be something that would look like that and that would just be not very cost effective uh, to do a 22 minute show like i remember uh, three years ago you and i went to a foo fighters concert and dan that the billion year old guy who runs audio with us was like what, what are these food fighters you're talking about <laughs> not the shitty 80s toy line dan well, I wouldn't say it's shitty. Okay, it's not it was, shitty. It was it, shitty. Uh, yeah. All it was right, shitty. look. I'll we'll say right. it. Was, um, what was your do, favorite food fighter? My favorite, uh, Burgadier General was probably my favorite. He, he was the leader of the Kitchen Commandos. So, yeah, it was uh, the Kitchen Commandos versus the Refrigerator Rejects. Mm. So, uh, and they were anthropomorphized, militarized wow. food, foodstuffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so you had uh, Burgadier General. Oh, yeah, they were all fun names. Uh, Major Munch was a, uh, a donut. Uh, you had Lieutenant Leg, which was a chicken leg. Uh, Sergeant Scoop, of course, that was ice cream. And then Private Pizza, a slice of pizza. Oh, and then they had the Combat Carton was like their tank. It was like an egg carton. And then the Fry Chopper. So uh, there's... Pictures of this refrigerator playset online, mm-hmm. and, but it was not, like, how did was this just prototypes people got? Yeah, perhaps it was. It was never released. Hmm. Uh, they canceled the line before it came out, uh, and then you had uh, Mean Wiener. Uh, mean Wiener was the leader of, of the refrigerator rejects. He was a hot dog. Uh, Chip the Ripper, uh, Short Stack, which was the pancakes, Taco Terror, and. Uh, Fat Frenchie was a French fry. Now, you say, how can you tell the difference? Uh, who's the good guys? Who are the bad guys? Well, Ryan, just like, just like in real life, the good guys wear green hats and have red guns. Sure. And the bad guys have black hats and blue guns. Oh. Just, it, it's that simple. Yeah. 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 
Uh, yeah, they, they came with like uh, like two guns each. Um, they, yeah, I, you can't want to say it's shitty because you know uh, maybe the market you know says that they are, but they're and maybe it's a hindsight thing too. It's like they're just so awkward and different and odd that that's what makes them cool. Mm-hmm. You know, they're uh, they're kitsch, if you will. Right. Uh, yeah, and I would, yeah, they'd be cool, like hanging out on the set or something like that. Yeah. But at a time when you had all these other action figures coming out and that are like eighty nine that are articulated, yeah. Yeah. and you have storylines and stuff already, you know, developed for the kids. I mean, <coughs> when you have food fighters going up against Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, GI Joe. It's true. I mean, yeah, it's Batman really, at that time. Bat, oh, Batman! Yeah, of course, it's huge. Batman, Batman. Yeah, some serious competition. Yeah, that's so, why I don't think any of us had these. No, no, yeah. and they were mostly relegated to the discount stores, bulk stores. Like I got mine at Lanco. Yeah, I obviously. think that's where I got mine too. Yeah, um, they'd they'd be in in, we, in a bin. I think or, we've talked about Lanco at seventy five percent of our shows. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, but it was, this was before we our town had a Walmart, so mm-hmm. we only had Lanco. It's probably what kept Walmart out so long. Yeah. So, yeah, Food Fighters. That's cool. We should get one for our set. They would look cool on the set. Yeah. All right. Here is uh, my last pick. Invasion of the muscle thing. They've come to drive America nuts. They're ugly. They're weird. They're tiny. They're terrible. And they're pink. There are hundreds of them. It's an epidemic. I'm going crazy! We're kissing! Muscle things! Hundreds of different, I don't know what! They run in packs of four, ten, or twenty eight! So, yeah, this is the best quality I could get for this M-U-S-C-L-E commercial. Uh, which would stand for millions of unusual small creatures lurking everywhere. <laughs> These little wrestlers that were based off of this Japanese Kinkeshi or uh, Kinniku eraser. They were erasers in Japan, but when they were released in America, they were hard plastic. Okay. The little pink ones. Mm-hmm. That's why they're pink. They're erasers. Gotcha. I always, like, yeah, felt like I should be able to use them as an eraser. So you buy them in, like, little packs, say muscles, and mm-hmm. they look like a bunch of, like, little luchas and wrestlers. And they'd have the ring where you'd attach them to, and they'd, like, battle on each other, and the little belt where you could keep them in. Oh. Yeah, a little wrestling belt. And they were licensed uh, in Mattel to, uh, you know, distribute in... America, and there was 236 official ones. There was a game for NES, the championship belt figure holder in the ring, like I talked about, and uh, they were like random. Like the, I think there were four per pack in the blister packs, and then there was that uh, semi-opaque garbage can that had ten figures in it. Those Ooh. were so cool, uh, and then um, the the box of them with 28, where you could see exactly which one you get. And uh, the uh, like, they they were really cool. These little guys, like mm-hmm. this was like you could collect tons of these little action figures and play with them. And I had tons of them, uh, but they were just I don't know, just so dumb. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what Super Seven would go on because they licensed a lot of Mattel stuff would make Motu muscle, and you could buy these mm-hmm. now. They're Masters of the Universe muscle figures. Because uh, Super Seven just does so much cool shit. Super Seven would make reaction figures with Funko, so they made also a line of Motu figures that were in that reaction line. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those 
Super 7, guys. Look look up the company Super 7. They do a lot of cool shit. Uh, so, yeah, those were muscle. They were really neat guys. And, um, I mean, I tried to collect as many as I could, but I didn't really... I just wanted... It was more about quantity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really tried to attack the hoarding aspect of children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, in which we were hoarders. Yeah. Children were... But we... Unlike true hoarders, we could... You know, if we didn't want... And if we were over, over it, like, eh, you know, no more. No more. Our, our attention span for hoarding didn't really last long. Uh, there were some cool ones, like some oddball ones too, didn't they? Like some yeah, the bigger oddball ones, and they would like lurk in those garbage cans uh, or those the twenty eight pack, which my dad would never ever get me. <sighs> That's brilliant, though. Just the the, the harder the, the, ones, you have to pay harder, more money yeah, to get the trying to track yeah. down, get those chase figures, and yeah. uh, and you know, it would just piss parents off. Like I want it, and they look at they like they look at what's in this bag, these little pink erasers yeah. and be like this is what I'm spending money on you know? mm-hmm. but when you can have you know Ray where you push his head down his eyes pop out which yeah it was fun uh, Japanese man they know what they're doing these little toys are fun uh, but yeah that's all I mean I don't I can go on forever about muscle but I won't because I really can't go on forever about muscle <laughs> no, I don't think you can't no that was I mean we could get the ring and sit here and record us playing that'd be fun for a while or we could just talk about your next pick show but let me before we oh because we're at the end right yeah my last one we're doing mattel yeah now there is a particular line that mattel made Mm -hmm. that i don't think we've talked much about on this show but i'm gonna give an honorable mention because i tend to ramble on about certain things and I, I just want to give it a fair shake. And it's not fair if I do a Mattel show and I'm stalling and running out of steam. And because you have to talk about this. What's a Mattel show without Brave Star? Jesus. What's any show that you do without, without Brave Star? Star? Well, it, unfortunately, Mattel didn't make Landstalker for Sega Genesis. So I, I couldn't talk about that. But no, uh, yeah, Mattel is responsible for bringing this Brave Star, which in all its awesomeness is awesome. Never caught on. It was supposed to be the He-Man of their the yeah, next He-Man for that's, them, right? That's, yeah. That was the plan, yeah. yeah. They, they saw all that money rolling in. It's like, let's do it with an Indian. I bet if they would have made them on blister cards and a little smaller, it would have taken off. Yeah, yeah. It, it was cost prohibitive. Yeah. Uh, and, also, and then also shelf space prohibitive, just too much. Anywho, all right, my final pick. I'll try almost anything. So when Mattel Electronics asked me to compare their Intellivision games with Atari, I gave it a try. I compared Atari baseball with Intellivision and found Intellivision played much more like real baseball. Then I compared Atari football with Intellivision. Again, Intellivision played more like the real game. In my opinion, if you try them both, there's only one conclusion you can come to. In television from Mattel Electronics. Thank you, George. George Pimpleton for Mattel Electronics. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, this is what I was talking about earlier that lost three hundred forty-six million dollars. Yeah, uh, I don't want to go so far as to say this was a debacle. It was okay, but it was part of it was what led to the video game crash. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mattel probably should have kept out of uh, stayed out of the game. What was Coleco's called? ColecoVision? 
ColecoVision. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Um, so Mattel's attempt at taking on Atari. Uh, so the Intellivision uh, came out in uh, 80, 79, 80. Uh, so it's part of the second generation of consoles, which is crazy to think of. But, yeah, it was, it's second gen. Um, is Pong the first gen? I guess Odyssey, maybe. Is that, uh, would that be considered first? Magnavox. Um, so... Um, It stands for Intelligent Television. No. It's a portmanteau? It is a portmanteau for Intelligent Television. So if, to be fair, if I were them, don't put it on Fox. It's going to get canceled. (laughs) Uh, Is that an Arrested Development? uh, Yeah. Fuckers. And then Netflix does their whatever that last season. We should have had a, I should edit this to have a voice come in. They did. (laughs) (laughs) And then then the cease and desist start rolling in. Yeah. Oh, um, so, it, it how was, much do you think it would cost us to hire Ron Howard just to do that for this? Uh, do we, do we have to get the rights from? That's just his the, voice. Just his voice, mm. but it's in. I guess it would be in parody. Yeah, I'll I, go, I uh, think Family Guy actually did that. Oh, yeah, but but they have that Seth MacFarlane "fuck you" money. Yeah, yeah, we don't have that yet. Um. They sold 3 million units of this. That's it? That, yeah, 3 million. Nintendo sold that on a bad yeah. minute. <laughs> um, but it gave you 16 colors <gasps> uh, and 159 by 96 resolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they marketed it as like uh, a 1,000K uh, RAM. It was really 64K uh, that was actually usable. Uh, and it had these cool, so it, it came in this very classy um, wooden brown finish with uh, brass inlays. And it was gorgeous <laughs> looking piece of hardware. It, 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 it was very 70s. Oh, beautifully, like yeah. It matched all the cabinet televisions. Just blended right in with all, mm. all the mute, monotone brown. Just, oh, man, did anyone have... A sense of color. Well, it, it, well, think about the the '90s computers. Until Apple hit the scene with the iMac, everything looked the fucking same. Yeah. Even Apple computers. Mm-hmm. Until Steve Jobs was like, "No, let's make it. Let's make can, it colorful. Can, can we be fun for a little but, bit?" Well, now Oops. everything looks. Every phone looks like the first iPhone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Ooh, let's make it look like a spaceship. Um, like like monkeys should be hanging around it, banging right, obelisk, clubs. Yeah. Um, you think that's. Did I ever make that correlation before? You think that's what it is? You think that's what it is in 2001? Throw it up in the air. See what happens. (laughs) (laughs) We just did it. Uh (laughs) I actually did that. We're special. Uh, So, but it came with these cool, I liked the controllers. Because of the overlays? Yeah, because it, so the controller, it was like a remote control and it had a dial. So it actually had a complete 360 multi-directional thumb pad. They would use, and it had triggers on the sides, but it had a twelve-button uh, numerical pad. Um, basically, it looked like a telephone, you know. Um, that you could there were a little a slot in the top, and you could slide the, these inlays in, overlays, uh, and it would have different artwork for different games. So those buttons would correspond with you know whatever cartridge you put in. The sleeve helped you. It was like. You know, it'd have cool artwork for the game, or like in my case, baseball. 
Major League Baseball was like my favorite game on this. And it was an amazing, especially for the time, baseball simulator. In fact, they considered it like the first sports simulation game mm. for the accuracy that I was able to portray. But like when you lay it in, it didn't it wasn't just one through nine anymore. It was like the bases. So you would hit third base. It would be like number four, you know, on the pad. Um but because of that you could see it and it always make a, like, a little cracking sound because you're pressing down on the plastic. Um, and sometimes it would slip out underneath and you're like, no! <laughs> um, but uh, let me ramble on about baseball some more. It was, it was crazy. You could, I mean, you could, at, for 1980, you can turn double and triple plays. You can run suicide squeezes. Uh, you could Should steal Suicide bases. squeezers? I'm in a good mood right now, so I, uh, no. <laughs> I'm fine. We're fine. No, no concerns. Um, it was it was tricky. The Safety squeeze. Safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing. You can do yeah. whatever you want. Mm. Um, the pitching mechanics were a little weird because you use the D pad. Yeah. And you could control. Pitching mechanics have been weird in every game up until I think the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in this case, you can control just like the NES uh, Little League World Series game. You can control the pitch as it's going as once you've thrown it. So you would like use the D-pad to throw, and then as it's going to the base, like roll your thumb, and you could like curve the ball off of the plate like every time. Yeah, that's pretty. Neat. But usually, you have to start that curve in your hand. Once it's released, it's up to you know nature to determine how much it's going to go. No, you can just whoop, left turn as soon as it gets to the plate, pretty much. Um, and you can only. God, hit- I know a few guys who would like that ability. You can only hit ground balls. What can you hang it? Like if you hang it, will they whack it out of the park? Oh, you just said you can only hit ground balls. Yeah. Well, no, you could still hit home runs oh. if you make contact right. But outside of a home run, which was like immediately like, okay, it's a home run. Like uh everything else was grounders just to uh, I guess it was just the mechanics of the game. Mm-hmm. Um the algorithm couldn't yeah, yeah, determine. It, was, yeah. it wasn't random second, third. No. Because I, I think they'd just make a random seed mm-hmm. if you hit a base, but yeah. you probably didn't but, have enough memory. Um, but th- th- it was a lot of fun. And then there was also um, some of my other favorite games. So they had a football game, uh, which I wasn't too crazy about because it was a little convoluted because you had to like pr- basically program in each play using the pad. Mm. But the one thing that was nice that I figured out was um, – and this was this was the first video game system I ever played. Um, my grandfather had this. He was a Sony rep, so he would get different people would send him different stuff. And he also worked at an electronics store, and so he had all kinds of cool gadgets and stuff that we play with as kids. So he had this. Um, despite its, it was it sold in 1980 for two for three hundred dollars, which now it would be a thousand dollars to buy this system, basically. Um, Crazy. Yeah. It's it's like it would be like you know someone buying like a, a game like putting together like a gaming PC rig versus like getting a PlayStation or something like that just without that flexibility. Despite the fact that they did uh, intend to release uh, a number of peripherals, including uh, turning it in, it could convert into a home PC, which uh, they got sued because they said like coming soon and so people bought this and then it took forever they never really got it out until they filed suit for a uh uh what do you call it false advertising ah uh, yeah and then eventually they they, 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 like, they got something out like, yeah um, but they also had a uh, uh, uh pay cable which was you could 
log on and you could download games to the Intellivision back in 1980. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a service that you could buy and it was just way too expensive. And it could only, it was in 3% of all households. Of Damn. like Of like, and that was back in 80, so it was only like 600,000 households or something. And only 3% of those. So it wasn't cost effective and the technology just wasn't there. But they had a, you know, uh, they had an idea. Again, just trying to make, you know, see what they could do with the technology. Uh, and that was actually in development, I think, before they even built the Intellivision. Like, they had this idea kind of floating around the background. And then the Intellivision was an application for it. Nice. And they also had the Intellivoice, which was a peripheral that you can add on for $100. And certain games you could buy, which cost $50 versus the 30 that you would usually pay for an Intellivision game, uh, were programmed um, that it could make it, you could add speech to your games. So you can have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, so, I saw that. Uh, angry video game nerd played with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really not worth yeah. the, the price. $100 and then an extra 20 on top of your regular game. Just so they're trying to words, make. Said to you. They were kind of going with the whole Masters of the Universe uh, <laughs> uh, ideologically, like throw whatever throw against you, have against the wall, see what sticks. Happens. Nothing. This wall was made of Teflon because nothing fucking <laughs> no, stuck it did to not, it. It did not stick. So, what's um, the legacy of Intellivision? Uh, it's still alive. I mean, people still are in love with the system. There's a community out there that still plays it uh, and collects it. And uh, I, I personally, I, I have a lot of fun with it. Still playing it. I still think it's a really fun baseball game. And when you put it in context at a time, it's the best. I mean. Uh, Oh, but the football game, I was playing with my grandfather, and uh, we were down in the basement. My grandmother calls us up for dinner, and he's like, all right, next person to score wins. Thinking uh, it was like fourth and whatever. We're all the way down in like my end, like my back's up against the end zone, and I have the ball. I'm like, there's no way. He's, he's like, no way he's going to make it, you know, 100 yards and score and win. So I just kick a field goal, and there's no uh, – physics or anything in this game so i was able to kick a 110 yard field goal <laughs> and he looked at me he's like all right fair enough <laughs> touche um yeah and then they had cool uh there was like they had some knockoff games from like atari so you had asteroids we had astro smash yeah 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 um there was a he-man game too right yeah there yeah. was a he-man he-man game space armada was space invaders um and then Atlantis was a fun game. There were some more complex ones. Uh, like you'd have to like, like defend, like still attack ships while also defending stuff. And uh, horse racing, a lot of sports games, a lot of uh, well, they they became famous for the games. handheld football mm-hmm. game that was still they still sell that fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it really I think it's an important piece of the legacy of video games and led to. So, the near death of video games. Question on Mattel's legacy. Mm-hmm. What happens if the rumor is true and they merge with Hasbro and there's only one toy company left? I don't think it's good. Yeah, I don't think it's good either. It, it, you need that competition. You need that creativity. Uh, it, it, what, if Again, go back, watch Toys That Made Us, and it is so cutthroat. And what they were trying to do um, to try to uh, you know, best the competition... Without that, you're you're not gonna have some of this, some of these weird things. You you wouldn't have Masters of the Universe. No. The reason that you have it is they were, tr- 
trying to make something that would stick. And there were a lot of there, a lot of things failed. All right, food fighters did not make it. But what if it had? You know, and we'd be you know holding food fighters up on the pedestal like we do Ninja Turtles. Yeah. You know, so you know, a, a lot of a lot of toys. Bought, uh, Captain Power wasn't you know to the fact where his legacy is that that we didn't even I didn't even know about it going into the show. So no, that I don't think that's that's good for anyone. No, I agree. And just jobs in general. Yeah. But uh, luckily, they rejected the first the offer in November, so it's not on the table anymore. But let's hope it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I want to see great things. I love what they're doing. Mattel releasing those uh, Hasbro throwbacks for WWF. Those are really cool. I have actually four of those: The Rock, Stone Cold, Warrior, and uh, Brock Lesnar. And I want to try and get the Mankind and Kane. And then there's other ones that they're releasing that aren't just Walmart exclusive, thankfully, because who the fuck wants to go on a Walmart? Sorry, Walmart people. Uh, but yeah, this was a fun show. Absolutely. Uh, um, next week, we're talking Super Bowl commercials because that goddamn Super Bowl, pal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, can't wait for that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're in the Ugh. greater Philadelphia area, so a lot I'm of fans. Even though fan. I'm a Vikings fan, uh, it was a tough day last I got, week. I got a root for the Eagles. Yeah. Can't believe I got a root for the Eagles. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm rooting for them. I, cause, it's not that I know. I just I hate the Patriots that yeah. much. Oh, also, a lot of loved ones are Eagles fans, so. Yeah, I guess I want to see people. I like seeing people ha- I love ha- happy, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, guys, I put up an unboxing of a loot crate. It's, I look like a doofus, so if you want to check it out and make mm-hmm. fun of me, go ahead. But I'm giving away some stuff on that. Uh, the, it came with this Westworld diorama. I know Squeezer wants it, but he can't have it yeah, unless he I enters. Know. You have to go on and like the damn video, Squeezer, and comment. Yeah, I, I can't enter them. Like a oh, yeah. employee or a family or Westworld. I don't think it's not a real contest. Figure, so I, diorama, pin, and Harry Potter socks. It came in the loot crate that I don't fucking want, so I'm giving it away. Just go on, watch the video, or don't watch it. Like the video, subscribe, mm-hmm. and comment below, and you're entered to win. Uh, we got some more cool stuff next week. I'm filming my first cooking the radio show, uh, and then unboxings as they come in, and uh, one day squeezers will get around to doing yeah, something. One day. Uh, but until then, uh, keep checking us out on radiers.com. I got a fun blog post that's almost ready. It's going up this week and uh, more on the horizon. But uh, we'll be back next week with more radiers. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>